Some of my favorite quotes from black culture are all centered around education. For example, Marion Wright Edelman once said, education is for improving the lives of others and for leaving your community and world better than you found it. Nelson Mandela once said, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. Frederick Douglass is quoted saying, it is easier to build strong children than repair broken men. And that's the quote that I want to revisit. It is easier to build strong children than repair broken men. What if we had the exact things you needed right now to build strong children and possibly raise them to become millionaires? What if we hand it to you? Would you pick it up? Welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. Black Equity listeners, we are here for another great episode of the Black Equity Podcast, and I'm excited about this conversation. Uh, a few weeks ago, I came across a story uh, in, the, in the space of education, which was showing uh, us how to raise our children, to raise our youth to become Black millionaires. And so on the line, I have the CEO and founder of Raising uh, black millionaires, uh, Tia Muhammad. Are you there? Hello. Well, Kaz, how are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. You're you're very welcome. Tell us yourself and your company. Sure. So, raising black millionaires is the company. We're a media company that has evolved into. <laughs> a full-blown media company, but when we started, we did not at all start off with that as an intention. We um, Mm -hmm. really started because I was inspired after going to a networking event. I don't know if your your listeners uh, are familiar with the Power Networking Conference. It's a, a networking conference that I encourage anybody who's black and has even the slightest inkling about starting some type of business, I encourage 
you to attend it. It's an annual conference. It usually happens at the end of June every year, but I went. I went to this conference, and going to this conference, I saw so many astute Black people, um, millionaires all throughout the conference who looked like me, who looked like us, and it got my wheels to, to turn in, and I'm like, okay, some of these people are younger than me, some of these people are much older than me, but some of them are about my age, and I just want to know, what is it that their parents taught them? What was their upbringing like that got them or led them to uh, have such financial well-being? Uh, because these people at this conference were, uh, they were founders of their own companies, right? And so I just, as an entrepreneur who had been struggling for years I, and who clearly hadn't figured out the secret formula to having a successful business, I just was wondering, well, how did they get there? Was there something different in their upbringing uh, than what I had in my upbringing? I need to know what it is because I need to make sure that my husband and I give it to my children, right? And so that prompted me to uh, do a series of interviews where I interviewed these Black millionaires to find out exactly uh, what were some of the child-rearing strategies and techniques their parents used to get them there and which of those same strategies they used in rearing their children to continue on in their legacies, right? And mm -hmm. when I did that, um, again, I was doing it for myself, for my family. Um, but the information that they gave me, um, it, it struck me in such a profound way. As a matter of fact, before I even started the interview, interviews, I just in a conversation where I asked someone <laughs> if I could interview him, just in conversation, mm -hmm. he dropped such profound nuggets that I just never would have thought about before. I immediately turned and said, oh, I have to bottle this up some kind of way and give this to my people. It can't just be something for me. And, um, right. and so that is what started the whole raising black millionaires. What I, I didn't realize at that time was becoming a movement, but that's what started the movement. We I published a book um, that was composed of those interviews that I did. And then we started the blog because everybody wanted to know, okay, this information is unbelievable. Thank you so much for sharing this. What's next, right? And so we started the blog. Then after that, we started the podcast where we just continued on interviewing um, Black millionaires from various different industries, right? And then um, from that, we began creating different infotainment products so we did uh we started doing uh video online courses then we uh started releasing other products one of our 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 most popular uh and i feel most impactful products is the raising black millionaires flashcards 
Mm-hmm. I, that article that you mentioned was featuring, was talking about those flashcards. Uh, exactly. So um, that's what we've been doing. That's how we came about our sole objective, uh, just so that we are completely clear, because I like being candid, DJ. Like, yes, ma'am. Yes, I'm, ma'am. I'm, I'm in that <laughs> place, right? I don't, I, right. there is no confusion. Um, and our objective is to provide parents and, and educators uh, and also mentors of Black children specifically the tools mm-hmm. they need to raise Black millionaires and ultimately billionaires. Um, we it's a it's a calling that that has been un, unexpectedly placed. On me, and I think that we are experiencing uh, globally a paradigm shift where many of us are focusing on the financial uh, improvement, financial and economic con- improvement of Black people. And um, I'm just I'm grateful to be uh, be a part of that whole paradigm shift. So you you get this uh, vision, you walk in your vision, and as the vision comes to you, there's more and more great opportunities that just keep being birthed out of this one vision. Yeah. How does it feel, before we get into more specifics about the flashcards and, and uh, what they may contain, how does it feel to be carrying this vision and to be a be a visionary because I know somebody's listening to this right now. They're a visionary too. They may or may not have walked in their vision yet. What does that feel like? What does that responsibility feel like? Oh, that's a that's such a beautiful question. Thank you for asking that. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't think anybody has ever asked me that before. Um, it there are a plethora of feelings that come along with that responsibility. There is so there's this 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 thing right um most entrepreneurs know what this thing is it's this it's this it's it's this unidentifiable um urge that won't let you sleep at night right it 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 just won't leave you alone it keeps you um it keeps your mind constantly going um, and you just simply can't rest until you uh, exert a, at least a measurable amount of energy towards whatever that ambition, whatever that calling is. A lot of times, even before you really can can pinpoint exactly what that calling is, right? Um, for me, that's what this Raising Black Millionaires uh, process and movement has been it's that one thing that uh drives me it's that one thing that throughout my entrepreneurial journey um I didn't when I was having all of the bumps and the bruises um (laughs) all of these states of unclear unclarity or um just confusion just knowing that I was bound to be uh, a business owner, a successful business owner, but not knowing exactly how that was going to happen. 
having successes in other areas, but not feeling fulfilled in those in those industries. Raising Black Millionaires has been that 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 calling that the manifestation of that one thing that would enable me to leave a profound legacy for my family. Um, uh, that thing that would enable me to have uh, the Muhammad name for our family live on, just like you see uh, the Fords and the Hiltons and uh, the Rockefellers and the Marriott's and their names living on for centuries. You mm-hmm. have, it was that one thing, but I'm going to tell you the thing I think that is most important for somebody who, um, who may not have identified that purpose yet, uh, okay. may have an idea and they may just be a little nervous or scared as hell about how to go about pursuing it. The one thing about this raising black millionaires journey for me that I find the most exhilarating and the most exciting is the fact that at each point I had no idea that a, how I was going to do it and B uh, where it was going to take off to. So we started off just getting some information to use, to make myself and my husband better parents. Right. Um, right, but right. we ended up with a book. <laughs> I, I wasn't an author before. I didn't know the first thing about uh, publishing a book. And publishing a book, some people say it's a big deal. Some people say it's not. Uh, I'll let you figure that out. But right, something right. that I had never done before uh, and had never had any inclination in the past about doing. Uh, and so to look years down the line and see that now, uh, not only do we have a podcast that has in our uh, in in one of our highest ranking months, we've had 1.4 million downloads of or streams of that podcast. Um, and then now looking at the fact that we have started uh, the our television show producing the television show for the raising black millionaires that that whole thing of not having any idea of how we were going to do that make that very first step and then just allowing ourselves to just surrender to the process and being open to however it blossomed that's the most scary and exciting thing all at the same time and i encourage anybody to go ahead and just run towards that fear because on the other side of that fear bro <laughs> is liberation <laughs> mm, i like that you know i like that's the quotable go on and tweet it bro <laughs> that might be the that might be the title of this podcast i like it um so you, you have a book you have a podcast by the way I've listened to a few of the episodes literally every morning uh, when I go take a walk or a jog, I'm throwing on your podcast because there's so many gems. And so the the book, the podcast, I haven't gotten flashcards yet. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, for those who are trying to figure out, well, where do I begin? Because I, I want to raise my children right. They may not, you know, sometimes the children that you, they, they need to raise first is themselves. Yeah. And so 
what is the first thing that they should go do? Is it, you know, go check out your book, go check out the podcast, go get the flashcards. Where's the beginning stages of being introduced to the wisdom that well, you have? Well, I think that the that's the thing. You don't know what you don't know. Um, and so I think the easiest way to become enlightened is the easiest and the cheapest, right? Is to, and so, and I'm, I'm highlighting easy, I'm highlighting ease and free because it removes barriers, right? Right, right. So caught up in this, um, free something for nothing mentality that we prevent ourselves from ever even getting a taste of our own greatness. So um, I'm saying that just go ahead and jump to the easy, the low hanging fruit, which is the podcast for those mm-hmm. episodes. I don't care if you um, you just simply put on some and you know how you may be half listening and in and out. You, your thoughts might drift to something totally different. That's okay. Keep it playing and come back. <laughs> exactly. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and just, just go ahead and intake some of that. Just consume some of it because I'm telling you, once you start open, once you just start receiving some of this information, uh, then so many different firecrackers and light bulbs will go off in your mind um, because it will open up an entirely different world for you. And then there is when you can give more to your children. And I'm going to tell you, if you just change, one of the things we encourage people all the time to do is to just, instead of listening to whatever your favorite morning show is uh, during the commute in the morning or during your commute in the evening time, just turn on a podcast or turn on an audiobook, right? So just take the time to turn on the Raising Black Millionaires podcast and allow your children to listen to it with you. And then when you hear something that messes you up, because you are, will undoubtedly hear something that's just going to be like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That is true. Right. So when you have that moment, then push pause. And ask your children, son, daughter, did you hear that? What are your thoughts about that? And may allow it to be a conversational um, piece so that you can start not only finding out about the thought patterns of your children, um, but also you can find more discovery about your own thought patterns. And then you can start working on that uh, with your children at, at one at one time, I want us to be able to. If I'm gonna say this, and then I'll 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 let you let you get to your next question, brother. Um, Take your time. What the beauty in your question is the fact that most of us, as black parents, specifically in America, or affected by American rule, right? Um, we don't there's so much in the way of wealth creation and building that we don't know that it's baffling and so if we would just take the time to a get over ourselves and b be put ourselves in positions where we're okay with learning with our children instead of learning first and then teaching our children 
then we will help ourselves to accelerate at a much more rapid pace. I'm saying that because most of the material that we uh, mine when we converse with these millionaires is material that most of us have never in all of our grownness ever been exposed to before. And so we get caught up on feeling like we have to be the authoritative figure and we have to be the one who knows it all. So, and give our children the impression that we know it all, that we don't put ourselves in a position of studentship uh, um, or just be, yeah, just being a student where we can learn with our children and create a whole different type of uh, more enjoyable learning environment. And if you would just open up and not not feel like you're going to be um, shamed or embarrassed by not knowing this information uh, and be okay with learning it with your children, then it creates a whole different dynamic, one that is much more enjoyable for uh, not only the children, but the parents too. I hope I love it. Now, you know, I've been talking about Sip and Share Wine for quite some time. Now you have a chance to enter for a free giveaway. The Conjurer bottle, which is the old vine Zinnavel, is now available uh, for a free giveaway. Here is how you enter. You follow Sip and Share Wines over on Instagram. That's Sip and Share Wines. You like the post that is tagged giveaway and you tag at least five friends. Comment below that post and share with us your favorite red wine. Now, for a bonus entry, tag two more friends with an additional comment. This giveaway closes October 31st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Winner will be announced on November 1st in the Sip and Share Wine story with a direct message. By entering, participants confirm they are of the age of 21 or older, open to U.S. residents only. Now, back to the show. I love I love everything you said, and, and I can already tell this is going to be one of the classic podcast episodes that people go back and listen to over and over again. But I do feel through my spirit that someone in the back of the room, they're asking, well, how come we don't know this? You know, why why did you have to go and ask all these questions and do all these interviews and put together the flashcards? I mean, I'm glad that you did, but why don't we know all this information? Why are there so many gems you know, sometimes, you know, people are upset that there has to be so many gems. We should just know it. And so why was this information kept from us, uh, in your opinion? You could sit and spend uh, an exorbitant amount of time asking why you don't have it or why it has to be, um, why it has to be mined out and why we have to specifically um, have a whole objective to finding this information out and then disseminating it among our people. You can do that. Um, mm -hmm. Obvious in 2019. I mean, hell, look, look in any, any heavily populated black populated area and, and look in that environment and then go to another non black uh, environment. And you can see the difference. The way we live is totally different when in the way we have to survive and struggle to survive uh, versus ever experiencing living. It's an obvious there's an obvious deficit. There's an obvious um, whirlpool of lack 
And so if there is so much lack for us, then you have to un- you have to be able to connect the dots and, and see that it's all by design. And okay, we can get caught up in uh, why and who, um, Big Brother doing this and Big Brother doing that. You can, but why? Why not just focus mm-hmm. on, <laughs> let's focus on the solution and stop getting, and not get caught up on um, all that other stuff. The other stuff is going to be become glaringly obvious if you don't already know anyway. But just focus on the solution. And the solution is that we have to be very intentional about improving our overall financial condition as a people. We have to be very intentional. You had an episode um, where someone mentioned uh, somebody talked about how it, I think it was you. You were talking. Oh boy, what I said. <laughs> you said, you, said <laughs> how you had you were trying. You had decided to be very intentional about supporting buying black. You found yeah. it. You found it very challenging. And so what I'm saying is, yeah, you. It's challenging, especially when you first start doing it, because it's so easy. It's made to be very easy for us to support everything other than black. Okay, so once we get over that initial shell shock of the challenge of supporting black, now let's, let's streamline that whole process and make that our sole objective the way other 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 people do it like I one time I heard Dr. George C. Frazier he said he said you need to he said buy black and sell to everyone but he said it's a little bit more eloquently than that I know what you're saying though I I heard that you know and so it's so that's what we have to do because I'm gonna tell you everybody else is living Everybody, everybody is living. So we just have to be, we have to get to the point. And I think that we're getting there. Um, It's unfortunate that it's taking us so long to get there, but you can feel that there's a difference. There's a paradigm shift taking place because now you have more people in abundance um, talking this talk. Before there was a time not too long ago, having this type of conversation, you would be, uh, put in a box and I can rattle, mm-hmm. right? Um, but now yep. you hear um you you hear a lot more of us understanding the significance and the reason why it's important for it's it's essential for our survival. Um, not mm-hmm. just our affluence but our survival to focus on self. And so with that um, I think we're 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 definitely headed in the right direction. You have so many different different people and different movements doing uh, working towards the same cause because we have so many of us, so many with all these black people. One, one no, there's not going to be one single person who can fulfill the needs and speak to uh, the tune that resonates with each and every black person in North America. It's just not going to happen. But if you have right. little bitty pockets, a group over here and a group over there, 
collectively will be able to ultimately meet the needs of all of us. So. I agree. And when I think about, you know, what episode were you listening to? It was probably us talking to the 100, 100% black owned. Grind. Mobile band. Yes. Grind. And so I'm, I'm talking to the CEO and I'm, I'm just want to make sure that the process of actually working with these, with this bank is going to uh, not necessarily be easy, but uh, have a, a little bit less um, barriers yeah. uh, than some of the predecessors. I feel like uh, with the way technology is now, there really should, like you said, there should be no reason why everything can't be streamlined in a more simple, simplematic way. Just like you know, getting access to your podcast, getting access to your book. Right now, everything should be direct to consumer, and and so what I'm excited about is with the rise of technology comes brilliant minds being able to share information with each other quickly, quickly and with yeah. ease, and and uh, we can grow at a, a more accelerated rate uh, than you know moving moving too slow to make the necessary changes because with the rise of technology. We have to be able to be able to, to shift quickly as new things come, as blockchain comes, as uh, cryptocurrency comes, as, as different things come. I just want us to make sure that we can see it coming and then prepare for it. I, I, I really feel like a lot of us missed the boat on uh, the rise of cannabis uh, mm-hmm. industry because it, it wasn't streamlined for certain people. It was streamlined for others. Mm-hmm. And so I want us to get to the place where we're streamlining, streamlining uh, the process to make it uh, an easier uh, entry, uh, barrier to entry for our Yeah, people. you know, I think if I can just add to that, deep, sure, I sure. think that one way that we could, um, we could help ourselves to do just that uh, and not miss these waves as they come about Um is if we can become as a people less critical of each other. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of times um, you'll have, you'll have at least one, right? One person who will be able to see, recognize the trends and be able to be like a, a sound horn to try to let everybody know, Hey, this is what what this is this is what this trend is telling me and this is the opportunity that this trend is about to bring about for us we need to get mm-hmm. on this wave right but what we'll do because we've been trained to do this what we'll do is we'll look the person up and down because they look <laughs> right and say mm-hmm. well why she put them shoes with that dress or they will say, but she didn't enunciate that well. I don't know if I can trust that. Or we'll say, um, well, the the her website is janky. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll find reasons to, to just tear it apart and invalidate um, the, the person who is bringing us um, that one thing that could change our entire condition, right? And so my thing with that is if we would become more cognizant of our th- 
thought patterns first, just as an individual. Nobody else is in the room but you. Just become right. more cognizant of the way you're thinking. And if you see that you're thinking about your brother or your sister, or if you don't even feel that they're your brother or sister, that's a whole that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) but you're right you're right if they're black how about that (laughs) right right that's a good place to start if you just pay attention to the whether or not your thoughts about this person and you're assessing the person and the message if they're negative okay well then take the time inhale deeply exhale and then check yourself and then look for yeah. the positive. So I think that's the thing. We look to tear each other down and pick each other apart first before we mm-hmm. decide to look and settle upon the best part. There are plenty of people out here who are doing um, some of the same things that we are doing with Raising Black Millionaires. Uh, they're, and they're doing it, but they're doing it in totally different ways, right? And there, but there is, and then there are other people out here just collectively doing different things that I don't particularly uh, uh, feel uh, like the way that they're going about doing it. But I have to, in my intelligence and my maturity, I have to acknowledge the impact, the overall greater impact. Uh, of positivity that their works are having on our people as a whole. Otherwise, I make it, I, I make myself a voluntarily a part of the problem versus the solution. I like it. It's this uh, concept of uh, if you sit around saying, uh, well, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't like millionaires and, you know, forget those billionaires over there. The more you keep saying that, you then are creating this energy where you just won't be that. Now, it may not necessarily be the millionaire or the billionaire that you don't like, the fact that they're millionaires and billionaires, but it may be the actions of that one individual person that may have nothing to do with how much money they have, but just their character. But by, by just grouping people up and saying, well, those millionaires over there and those billionaires over there, they're just no good. You may push yourself away from you know being that millionaire or that yeah. billionaire. Yep. I'm so, so tell me, tell me about the the flashcards themselves. If someone is about to purchase these flashcards, what can they expect? What type of information would they be learning along with their children uh, when they acquire the, the flashcards? Man, brother, these flashcards, <laughs> brother. When I tell you that these flashcards, like when. You- flashcards when you put your finger on just the top of the deck I need you to feel all the love and sweat (laughs) I mean for those who don't know because I've seen pictures I mean these are premium flashcards this isn't just just some cards but I mean you've made them top of the line they are they are and thank you for saying that because that's exactly what we were going for Um, first of all you can't you can't attach the words black and millionaires on something that looks Rudy Poop, right? This can't be mm. that, right? It's right, it's, right. it's against the rules, right? <laughs> I I appreciate you recognizing that. Not every see that's why you got the vision and somebody else didn't. Because some people may have not recognized that. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. 
And so we we took it for that first volume. I'm gonna tell you, um, and and I and the cards they are brilliant. And I, as the the person who came up with the idea, you know, I I can easily find um, ways that I know I want to to perfect them. Um, but these cards are so. Um, they're just simply a beautiful card. Let me explain the aesthetics of the cards and the purpose. Each okay. deck, this is just volume one of the flashcards, right? We are actually um, about to start working on the second volume. But these cards uh, consist of 52 cards in each deck. They're designed where each card features a black millionaire or billionaire. Um, and well, in this first deck, they're just all millionaires, right? And on the front of the card is the picture of that featured individual. And then it has their company, their title, and then it has their social media handles. Now, mm-hmm. and their website. Now we put that on the front of the card because we want, you to be able to follow these people in real time so that you can see what projects they're working on um what what they're what if they have they're posting anything about their uh daily living or their social life or what kind of networking events these people go to uh what kind of conversations they engage in in social media we want you to be able to be exposed to all of that so that you can really understand the way these people move and live, right? And so on the back of the card, you have a brief uh, bio that highlights their careers. It highlights their education. For Some of them didn't even attend school, mm-hmm. okay? Let me be clear. Uh, some of them went to these Ivy League colleges, but some of them didn't even graduate high school, Okay. And so then you'll see their honors, um, boards that they, boards and organizations that they um, either have founded or or are part of, um, and different honors that they've been given. Uh, Most of them had so many honors that there was no way we could fit them on that card. Uh, And then you have um, different products or uh, books that they may have out so that you can you can uh, partake in their different products, services, and books, right? Um, so we created the cards that way, consisting of 52, so that you can learn about a new millionaire every week of the year. So ideally, you would be introduced to this millionaire at the top of the week, you would be able to take the rest of the week and look them up on social media, maybe go to YouTube, um, see what addresses you can find that they've done, um, if they've been featured on any uh, news or television shows. And you can basically make a whole week-long project of exploration of these Black millionaires. So much in the way that many of us grew up on black enterprise magazine and we came across um a whole nother world where 
uh, black affluence was a real thing, right? Yeah. Wouldn't have known, right? Well, the thing with these flash cars is I remember when I <laughs> I remember when I went to the printer. I, I I wanted to have a black printer print these cards, right? I went to the mm-hmm. printer and when I went to go pick up uh the test deck, the lady was like, Miss Muhammad, I, I, I want you to know that I didn't even know we had fifty two black millionaires. And I this mm. sis. That's the whole point. I said, not only do we have 52, we have hundreds of thousands of black millionaires. But that's the whole point. So my objective is to change the way we see ourselves. Honestly, DJ, I don't care anything about the way any other people see us. That's not my prerogative, right? My interest is in changing the way we see ourselves so that we can understand that we are people of greatness. We, we began that way and we have, cons- we, no matter what condition we are in, we continue in some way or another to show that we, can, we maintain our greatness. And we just have to be able to see that and identify that as individuals first and then ultimately as an entire community. And we can we need to understand that you can achieve financial affluence. You can achieve true wealth without being an entertainer or an athlete. Say that again, please. Can you one more time? <laughs> not only can you can can you achieve true wealth by not being an entertainer or an athlete, but we have done it in the realm of business for various different industries for centuries, right? And so that's what these cards do. They highlight these individuals who have done just that, who have made millions and billions of that. Their companies have made millions and billions of dollars. Many of them are on the Black Enterprise Top 100 list. Um, if you don't know, every year Black Enterprise puts out a top 100 list that lists the top 100 uh, Black-owned firms or companies uh, that are making the most money in the in the nation. And so um, you can actually look on these cards and become introduced to an entirely different industry, one that you may not have even known existed. So that's our objective with these cards, to help us to see ourselves differently um, so that we can really understand who we really are um, and really strive for better. Let's take a quick second and let's see what's coming up on the next episode of the Black Equity Podcast. Because ultimately all they're doing right now is just appeasing their targeted audience, the consumers, the black consumers, black America, essentially. And they're saying, okay, you want more faces of color, but then what we're going to do is, is we're not going to give you well thought out, well fleshed out stories. But then secondary to that, people have to understand that, you know, when you look at the history of the world, when you had tyrants and tyranny, what did we always have to pacify people? Entertainment, Mm -hmm. right? We, We were taught in school, all people would go down to the Coliseum and watch two people, you know, beat the crap out of each other for entertainment. You know, if we look at the, 
origin of the word picnic in America. It was where the white folks got together and had the time of their lives while doing lynchings. Entertainment has always pacified the masses, given people hope, you know. Make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Black Equity Podcast to learn more about the very interesting conversation we had with Tiana Jackson of the Jackson Agency. You will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the show. Imagine, and thank you for sharing that, that the information. Imagine creating a new social media account where the only people you follow <laughs> are the people in this mm. deck. And then you let those notifications come to you and you get in tune with the flow of, of commerce, through the, fl- the flow of wealth, and through the flow of wisdom that's coming through your social media. I mean, that could that alone could just shift your entire daily experience. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, absolutely. And but I listen. I can't wait. I'm I'm so looking forward to people getting these cards um, because every time, listen, every week we send out so many shipments of these cards and um the feedback that we're getting is phenomenal um because it's it just just imagine uh just imagine having like seeing the light in a young person's eyes when they see somebody with this beautifully dark chocolate skin and in this beautiful suit or this beautiful shirt, and they they are just glowing. The the beauty is just bouncing off of the front of this card. And then you look on at the bottom of that card, and you see CEO and founder of XYZ company. And then you look to the back, and you see that this person's company mm-hmm. brought in a gazillion dollars last year. Like, <laughs> right. just imagine the impact that that has on a young person, let alone their parents. We had um, yeah. my, my six-year-old, she, we started putting together um, a wall of, a wall of black excellence. And what we did was, because the cards are four by six flashcards, we did that very intentionally because we wanted to make them a size that you could actually frame. So if you wanted to have in your home a wall of black excellence, you could do that because one of the people, my very first business coach, his name is William R. Patterson. He actually is featured in the deck. He told me that one way, the one, the thing that he attributes his um, love of self to and his self-confidence to is the fact that his mother always surrounded them with images of successful black people he said they mm. were he said whether they were rulers from different countries from different eras he said or if they were just the local politician he said if they were just somebody who um, graduated law school in the community he said and she always had some type of pictures or some type of books in the home that reflected black excellence and so we were very intentional about making these cards a frameable size so that you could do that for your children you could have 
a wall of black excellence for your children or however you would want to display those. I love it. I really, I really love it. I love the story when I first heard about it. And then once I knew that you and I were going to talk, I began studying all the work you were doing. I had no idea about the podcast. I had no idea about the different things that you had built, but it's really this wealth of knowledge that is there for the culture and really everybody should be picking it up. <laughs> they need to pick up the wisdom. They first need to search for it and have that hungry thirst for knowledge and understanding and wisdom and then pick it up and then consume it on a daily basis. It can really alter everything that you know you got going on in your life. Yeah. So I thank you for following this vision. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you for being receptive because um, I can tell you still in 2019, there are so many who are not. Um, you know, there are so many people who still take issue with the name raising billionaires. Wow. So I okay, break that down for me. Break that down for me. I don't want to put too much negativity <laughs> out there, but why would someone have any issue with raising black? I got to hear this. Well, I I think it's just because we have been we have been thoroughly trained to hate ourselves. Mm. You know, we. So you have me still cringe when the word black associated with our identity. You know, we have to, we, we feel a need to make it sound some different kind of way. We feel a need to say um, African-American or um, Negro or, uh, you know, just any of these terms other than black. You know, so we, so, we, or, or it's just like, I'm going to, I'm sure this is going to be controversial. Um, this is a black equity podcast. Do your thing. <laughs> you know, we, we still have this need to be accepted by those outside of ourselves. And it's mm. a false need. Um, but that really points to the whole at the core, the ultimate objective of race black millionaires. My desire is to help us to get to a point where you don't feel like you need anybody outside of us, outside of yourself, because you, right. you know, we, we have to get to a point where we feel and we know with absolute assurity that we have <laughs> Yeah. But because we don't, because right. it's not a part of daily conversation, most of us either have forgotten or just don't have a clue. And so when we hear anything that highlights us and does not include others, then we feel insecure and we get scared. It's like that. This is the controversial part. It's like when the brother the brother um i'm so sorry please pardon me family for not recalling the brother who was fatally gunned down by the the girl cop in his home um oh yeah i know in dallas when the lady was sentenced or the girl was sentenced for um for his murder for the 10 10 measly years and 
the brother of the brother who was who was killed mm-hmm. hugged her like asked to hug her and then you had the judge who also hugged her mm-hmm. now listen <laughs> take it down well listen brother um uh-huh first of all I can't tell you any any time ever in history where one we went on a killing spree of their people. Um, but I can definitely tell you that there hasn't been any time in history that I'm aware of um where we have killed, just one of us has killed or even just been accused of killing one of theirs and then their family member the family member of the slain person uh, came and asked for a hug. Yeah, I've never heard of it either. And so, but I'm, but what is, what is, what is that really about? We, we say that it's about forgiveness and being in the spirit of godliness and, but that's some bull because God, (laughs) well, we, we won't turn it into a theological conversation, but suffice it to say that God punishes and yeah. we, but we have this feeling like we, we hurt in a deep way when we see Caucasians or white people punished. We, it hurts us because we hate ourselves because white is the opposite of black. That's how we see that. And so my whole objective, my objective is to help us to become so in love with black that we don't feel that we are a missing anything by just standing alone and mm-hmm. b that we know with absolute certainty that we not only will be okay but we can thrive and we have thrived on our own period we don't need anybody else outside of ourselves to thrive. It's just like when the conversation about separation comes about. We're the mm-hmm. only people who doesn't live separately. Everybody right. else lives separately. Separation and segregation yep. are not the same thing. But every other yep. people live among themselves. Everybody. You, I was talking to a young man, a brother who was um, Hispanic a few months ago. We had some business with him and we were over at his home, my husband and I, and he had built his home just after Katrina. He had a nice home. He was a builder. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. Nice home, brother. Do you know that this man built his home, he built the home to the left of himself. Then he built the two homes that took up the rest of the block to the right of his house. And guess who lives in those homes? Mm. His people and live in those homes. You can't, there is no other group of people that does not intentionally live with them, their own people. There is no other people who does that. So when we hear the concept of separation, instead of us looking at it and hearing it uh, intelligently, 
And that just simply means intentionally living with your own people and circulating your dollars with your own people so that you can strengthen your people's economic condition so that you can actually come to the table and have a place at the table so that you can actually learn what it is like to live and not survive instead of you looking at it like that when you hear when we hear separation we start wondering well damn if we separate are we gonna have cable or are we gonna have starbucks up the street and around the corner like we start thinking just asinine thoughts instead of us looking and it's all at the root of it brother just to bring it home at the root Mm -hmm. of it all is a lack of self love and so that's what we are about we are about providing the content the infotainment I have to say infotainment because we we in larger numbers we still prefer to be entertained so what we like to do is educated educated. and so what we Mm -hmm. like to do is to create in 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 informational um content that is entertaining and when you hear our podcast we have a good time on the podcast it's entertaining Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna tell you it's gonna mess them all up when we release the first episode of the television show it's gonna mess them all up oh i'm ready i'm ready let let me mess them (laughs) up let me know what it comes out i will be putting right on instagram thank you brother i will the trailer (laughs) yes sir so before we go before we go if i don't ask this question i I know someone's going to be very upset with me i don't know who it is Somebody. somebody so what was one or two things that you've learned through the different interviews, through putting the flashcards together? What is one or two things, a piece of wisdom that enriched your life to create your own million dollar empire and to teach your, your children how to create their uh, million dollar empire? I'm sorry, DJ, it went out on me. Say it again for me. What are one or two things that you've learned that allowed you and enriched your life to create your own million dollar empire or uh, to teach your children how to create their own uh, million dollar empire? Ooh, um, there is so much. I think the biggest one is the one that I opened up with it. That whole concept of, um, well, let me say it like this. Let me, let me word it a little differently and give you a little bit that I did not share. One of the things we used, I I came before I married my uh, current and forever husband, I was uh, a divorcee and single mom. Okay. And I used to work nonstop, just some grueling hours. Um, And I, I was so embarrassed uh, because I hadn't pursued the career path that I had initially planned for my life at that time and uh the result was that the paycheck was deplorable (laughs) (laughs) laughable trust me i understand (laughs) just sickening right and (laughs) i remember um i remember being embarrassed about 
how little I made. I was somebody who had been voted most likely to succeed. Um, and, uh, you know, I was the head of student council in high school. And I remember uh, not wanting to go to any of the reunions because I hadn't, I was embarrassed that I hadn't achieved anything in my mind that was worth achieving. And so I'm saying all that to say that it it boiled down to the income that I was making. It was very low. We were struggling to get by. Now, why is that relevant? It's relevant because a lot of times we as a culture, not just black people, though, um, we societally tend to not talk to our children about money at all because for one, we're not used to having any. And secondly, we don't know where to start. And then thirdly, because we're embarrassed about how little that we have or how, how little we make. And so it becomes very, we don't want to even look at our accounts or um, and th- that's what some of us who have accounts, most of us still are as, as that episode revealed, most of us still are not bankable. Yeah. Right. Uh, until grind, until grind banking. Yeah. But we, 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 most of us don't have checking accounts. So we don't even, we don't even like to look at our mo- our money, our inflow of money, an outflow of money because it hurts so badly, let alone share that with our children. But I'm, I'd like to caution us because this is something that I learned from talking to most of the millionaires I've interviewed. The transparency about the household revenue was the factor that most greatly seemed to impact those today's millionaires. The transparency about their household income. And so if I can encourage you to get over yourself, uh, I said that before, but I, I have to make sure I emphasize, get over your ego, get over uh, whatever feeling of insecurity comes up from not having as much as you need uh, or would like to have, get over that and pour into your children something different, something that's actually going to stick with them um, and that's actually going to help them as they mature into adulthood. And the way you can do that is by simply sitting down with your children and sharing with them how much money is actually coming in the house. Even if that money never actually makes it into the house because you have to have, because you know that you had to set up a payment arrangement for that stuff <laughs> to come out your check account on right, the 15th. Right. <laughs> and you just got paid <laughs> on the 14th. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they, can know, they can know they can know 99% of it. They ain't got to know yeah. that one little part. <laughs> no, they got to know, brother. I'm telling you. <laughs> Tell them about it all so that they can see, okay, well, this this is actually going towards the mortgage. Right. This this is how you're able to continue playing your 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 Sega or a- Xbox, whatever Ooh. it is the game is. This is how you're able to pay that because if I don't pay this bill, 
that and you see this this is the draft from it coming out of my account or yeah. this is why we have to go down to the grocery store and stand in that line and pay that bill uh because if i don't pay it then you won't be able to play your pace your playstation you see and then help them to connect with that help them to understand okay well i get i get paid every two weeks well i only get paid five hundred dollars every two weeks whatever it is because there are Mm -hmm. still there are plenty of us who are only living off of that kind of income each month right and and this five hundred dollars i can't pay the rent and the light bill so what i have to do is i have to take a portion of this and pay the light bill i have to put this part aside so that i can pay the have enough to combine with my next check to pay the mortgage like or the rent right so we have to have that transparency with our children so that they won't become adults like i was i became an adult i remember i was going to xavier university in new orleans and i had opened up a checking account and i kept receiving these these um these notices in the mails, you know, with the perforated edges. Mm-hmm. I kept getting these notices in the mail and I finally opened up one of them and it was like bounce check. I'm like, why y'all bothering me about wow. this $87 check that you said I didn't have, I had insufficient funds to, to cover. You're the bank. You got it. Right. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't understand. I didn't understand that when I sat with my dad or when I would pass my dad and he would be sitting at the table with his checkbook and the bills laid out on the table. I didn't understand that he was balancing the checkbook to make sure that he didn't get those notices. I didn't get that. So don't be like that. And my dad, he's beautiful because he gave me so many other nuggets. He, He just didn't know that he had to take it a step further. Right. And actually show me how to do that with the money that he he taught me how to pay myself first. He taught me that. Right. And so we have to make sure that we give our children what they need or at least acknowledge to them. I don't mommy doesn't know really. I'm I haven't had the best history with money, but you know what? We can look at the community college and see if there's something, some type of uh, Mm -hmm. course that we can get into or we can see if they're Google to see if there are some online workshops or some type of local workshops that we can go to and we can learn together. So, and so it's the idea of uh, kind of painting a picture on a day-to-day basis of how money is flowing in and out of your individual lives, going to get that gas, going to get those groceries, taking this trip, doing yeah. this all requires something. Yeah. Yeah, it all requires some type of fuel to, to make all this happen. And I want you, I want to pass down this wisdom to you. So, because you may not be able to see it because it's kind of imaginary in a way. Yeah. And yeah. so I want to kind of paint a picture for you and show you this real things happening in the air between my eyes and your eyes. And that mm. thing is called money. Yeah. And value. <laughs> yeah. That's I like good. it. I like it. So to tell uh, tell everyone where they can go get the flashcards, where they can listen to the podcast, where they can uh, get all the wisdom that you have to offer the world. Well, you can visit us always at raisingblackmillionaires.com. There you can actually get 
you can hear some of the episodes to the podcast as well as get the flashcards. Um, we are, you can also go to, we'll, we'll include a link. Uh, I'll get a link over to you, DJ, for, um, for going directly to the flashcards. Okay. But you can um, also find our podcast on uh, iTunes. Please be sure to check us out and give us a five-star rating so that we can, you know, the more we can get those higher ratings, you know, DJ, because you got them ratings, <laughs> bro. You know. Stop it. <laughs> My brother, I looked you up. Oh, I know what you got. <laughs> I appreciate you looking and checking this out. But but for sure, please go ahead and um, give us those ratings because the more you do that, the more readily available the information is for our people to find it and, and really be able to start nursing on this information too. I love it. And uh, you mentioned the power uh, power networking. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, where is that usually located, or does it shift throughout the the you, the, the it's, calendar? It usually, uh, well, I think this year was the first year was back in da- was it in Dallas or Houston? I can't. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember because I missed it this year. Um, but it traditionally for many years it was in Dallas, and then it was in uh, Prince George's County uh, up there in Maryland for a few years, and now it's back in Texas. So. Uh, if you okay. go to uh, um, uh, check out the check out the event and register for the event, uh, this actually is a good time to register uh, now. And the towards like the end of this year, the beginning of next year is a great time to register for the conference because you may be able to get an early bird registration. Um, but that's a that's another thing. If I can just say that really quickly, take the take sure. the time to invest in attending different events that have people uh, who are outside of your normal circle. And if that means that you have to spend a few hundred dollars um, to attend a networking event, do that and look for events that allow you to bring your, uh, your youth, your teenage uh, son or daughter, or your early twenties son or daughter. Look for those because, um, it will, it will be hugely impactful for, for him or her. Well, you know, exposure precedes growth. And so the more you're exposed to, now that can go both ways. <laughs> so whatever you're exposed to is what's going to grow you in whatever particular area that you were exposed yes, to. So, yeah, definitely uh, take heed of that advice. Uh, Tia, I thank you for coming on the Black Equity Podcast. And you know the doors are open. Whenever you want to come back, let us know any new products or services that are uh, being birthed from your beautiful mind that you've created so far, uh, please come back on the show. We would love to have you. And I think your flashcards would make a really great birthday gift, holiday gift, and really just any time of the year gift. So I, I encourage everyone to go out and make that investment for their family. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. I appreciate you tremendously. I thank you so much for, um, I thank you for what you're doing, DJ, because I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm not, I'm normally the kind of person who doesn't like a lot of editorial style 
uh, journalism, whether it's on a blog or a podcast. Um, but I'm going to tell you one thing that I really, really deeply appreciate about your platform is that you take the time to not only share the information with our people, but you take us step by step through the process of analytics. Like you take us through what it means to uh, critically think. Because so many of us have either never experienced um, what it means to really think, to really critically think about anything. Uh, because a lot of us just haven't been groomed in that type of cognition. But you are you take the time to take everybody step by step through the process of analytical thought. And I really appreciate that because I'm telling you, brother, that makes a huge difference. It's what it's it's kind of along those lines of what people who go to law school learn you know they take them through those courses to teach them how to uh analyze things critically and that's what i believe that you're doing with your podcast so thank you sir for doing that you're you're very welcome that's very beautifully put and i I received that and just to put it back onto the universe i simply just wanted to create a space that i never had Mm, i really just wanted a space for uh someone who really wanted not necessarily the truth, because I can't say that everything I'm putting out is the truth, because I don't know what the mm-hmm. truth is. But if I'm looking at a situation, I just want to look at all the yeah. angles. And from there, then you decide what you see. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I thank you so much for saying that. That's actually really the premise of the yeah. show is, hey, let's look at what's going on in black culture how is this impacting us? How is this impacting us? And how is it affecting our bottom line? And how sometimes we're not even in the equation for it to affect right. our bottom line. Right. And so there is no equity. And so I try to see where's the black equity, if at all. And if there isn't, then that's sometimes a good thing. Let's get into it. That's the industry we need to be in. That's where we need to invest. And that's where we need to pay attention to if we choose to. So thank you so much for saying No problem, sir. Thank you. Another great episode of the Black Equity Podcast, and we will see you again. Head over to the show notes right now and visit Raising Black Millionaires. Get your flashcards, download the podcast, and soak up all the wisdom that you possibly can. Because on this episode, we gave you a lot of gems. If you don't pick this up, you're going to regret it. So make sure you pick up those flashcards. Make sure that you are ingrained into the wisdom that Tia is bringing to us. And if you're interested in being on the show on Black Equity Podcast, send us an email over at um, Instagram, Black Equity Network. Let us know that you're interested in being on the show and we can see if we can uh, have that conversation with you and share your wisdom with the world as well. Thank you for listening to the Black Equity Podcast. Thank you to our guest today, Tia Muhammad, with Raising Black Millionaires. And we're sure that this episode is going to bless millions of people upon listening.